This week on Show Me Your News, Smash Bros. Direct in the Smash Bros. Update, Amazon Fire TV, and Nintendo's venture into season passes are discussed. Also, PlayStation doing flash sales correctly, and Skies of Arcadia's ship battles in the soapbox segment, Call of Duty swatting is our hilarity of the week, and much more. There is a lot to cover after our two-hour Smash Brothers video analysis from earlier this month. Hey, gaming world, I implore you to... Show me the news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's... Show me the news! Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Punch! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, and Lord, I was born a traveling man. I am Super, and I am Rob Joe. I'm Tony, and I'm full of pizza. <laughs> and ah. A pizza belly is a happy belly. Oh, man. I love Mr. Gaddy's. I think that's only a local thing, though. I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Not you in Michigan, guys don't anyway. even know. <laughs> don't even know. I'm eating Don't even know. Well, we're part of the Show Me Your News Network at showmeyournews.com, and our top stories today for episode 157 of the podcast on Thursday, April 24th, 2014. Uh, we've got the show to ourselves today. We've got a few weeks of updates to catch up on, because a couple weeks ago we had our Super Smash Brothers Direct analysis podcast, which I think mm-hmm. over, went over quite well. Uh, but anyway... That was the big thing these past couple weeks for Smash, and a couple other small stories that we'll get to. Amazon, like we talked about last episode, which was, gosh, almost three weeks ago, uh, mm-hmm. they did announce their Fire TV little device. We'll talk about what that is and how it's going to impact the game industry. Nintendo is entering the world of the Season Pass with downloadable content. You won't believe which game is getting it first. And the hilarity of the week, what is Swatting. You don't want to know what swatting is, but we'll tell you, and it's pretty disgusting. We have a lot of uh, stories in our story pool to cover, games that are out recently. We'll get on our soapbox and wrap up the show with a YouTube video recommendation. Guys, how have you been the past few weeks? I've been one busy fella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did over there. How so? Well, you know, let's see. Last three weeks, uh, new job, new home, moving a lot. Then moving a lot of other stuff, then helping my friend move and him move him to his new job. And then in the middle of all that, a Smash tournament that I was not prepared for mm. in the slightest. And here I am in not my house, in not my room, on not my laptop. At least I'm using my headphones. That's a perk, I'm right? not my account. Oh, that's right. On the YouTube <laughs> version at youtube.com slash show me your news, you see Super's identified as Rob Joe, who was very kind enough to join us for the direct analysis, and he did a very good job. Thank you for having him on. Yeah. Hopefully he won't. This is actually his room and his house and his laptop. So, <laughs> so he is contributing to the show once again. Thank you, Rob yep. Joe. Tony, how are you? Oh, you know, 
Actually, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm asking. That, oh, you know. Good. <laughs> we text sometimes. I just yeah. random little update. I did like transfer Logans to like a different Logans that's not 40 minutes away. So that's kind of been good on guests. It is, yeah. That's the only big life development I got though. <laughs> Gosh, I might be going to Logans tonight. Hockey playoffs, good place to oh, watch dude. it. I've never really kept up with that, but I was at B-Dubs over the weekend and I saw a game. I'm like, hockey's all right. It's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, it's, it's a fun sport to watch on TV. Uh, I've been traveling. Uh, work takes me all over the place. I was back to Utah again, just like I was last year. Couldn't stay with Buzz, unfortunately. I think i got to make a personal trip out there sometime to stay with them. Uh, and then upcoming month I have Indiana and Arizona. And i got to find time for thesis things and personal projects and trying to work where, out and get in shape where in indiana uh kokomo is that like north or south it's like central and yeah. it's it, it's known for having one main street that has every single kind of chain on it restaurant retail you name it there's nothing else to do in the town but there's uh, some chrysler plants there so that's where we're going nice Anyway, we'll uh, get to talking about the games we've been playing the past few weeks and you know, spending about a minute talking about each in a brief recap. And what are you playing? So, Super, you're up first. Uh, let's see. And what I've been playing, I've somehow found time to play quite a few different games, but I'll only touch on one of them, really. Um, I've played uh, the recently like available Super Mario Bros. 3 on Virtual Console for 3DS. Mm. Been playing that, went before work a lot. But uh, something I've been trying to get through, and the only thing that's going to take me any time for me to speak about is Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Dude, I'm so happy. Yeah, tutorial the video game. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. Ah, I, this is my fourth run through the series. I don't need to be told everything. But it's some I, people's first. They should have scaled care. it back, but still. I, it's just like, it's literally a, a choice of, have you played the series before, yes or no? Hmm. That That's all you need. That's a good point. Right, why didn't they think of that? I, I still know. I still watch them because I'm like, what if the jump mechanics have like one little tiny different thing about them? And then Do they, they don't know what I'm saying. Uh, no. Well, there you go. Honestly, the the hammer mechanics are a little different because they're actually less forgiving, which is great. I shouldn't say less forgiving. They work differently, actually, the hammers. Yeah. And, and previously, you held back until a certain point, and then you swung the hammer. Same thing here, except for the timing's way different. And if you go early, you, you're you more rewarded than you were in the past. In the past, you, you did damage, and you did more if you held it too long, but it was just not comparable to the perfect strike. But if you don't get the perfect strike, you get something that's actually pretty pretty sizable. Damage. Interesting. Yeah. yeah uh, but other than that, I've been really, really unhappy with all the tutorials all the time. Oh, I don't blame and, you. And the, in the third game, there was a problem with uh, the character. Oh, God, I've always forgotten for some reason. Starlo. Uh, Starlo was like tutorial just spewing everywhere. It stayed with back. you. There. And she's back, but she's not the only one who gets to spew tutorials at you now. Well, Starlo spits views tutorials about things you already know. This new character, who I forgot the name, but he's the Pilo Prince. 
he spews the new stuff at you that you can pretty much figure out just by looking at it. Hmm. I know. There was a lot of that. I can't wait for you to get to the last like set of bosses and see if you go as insane as I do, because I'm pretty sure you'll be like, Tony, I didn't have any trouble. You're I like, probably won't. You. As long <laughs> as they're not good, tutorials. You're just good like that. <laughs> I, I, I kind of am, but I'm having a really big difficulty you know, treating this game like the Luigi-nary stuff, which was great name, by the way. Oh, yeah. Luigi-nary. <laughs> but all the Luigi-nary bros attacks are crap. Really? I mean, I've, uh, to be honest, I've only got the one. So I shouldn't say all. Just the no, one no. That, that you get to start it off with. But, like, I got, like, all of the stuff to power it up, and it did less damage than a turn and a half. Hmm. I'm like, why is this a thing? I'm just going to do my normal attack and do so the, much better. The normal jump where you jump and then 800 Luigi's land on everything, it's awesome. <laughs> It's awesome and useful, and why would you use anything else? I know. Except for, like, the hammer strike, which is great. But, yeah, that's all I've really been playing. I just started today Skies of Arcadia Legends. Ooh. I've yeah. kind of always wanted to try that, and then I hear the water temple, and that is just horrendous. I don't know. My buddy says it's his favorite game, so I finally sat down and played it. Uh, for those who don't know, my Wii hasn't, can't play Wii games, but it plays GameCube games flawlessly. Go figure why? that one. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's the way it is. We tried with the Maramasa the Demon Blade, so I know it's not just, you know, Brawl or anything like that. But mm. GameCube games run flawlessly on my Wii, so at least there's that. Huh. But uh, I've been playing Skies of Arcadia Legends. It's just Skies of Arcadia, the first one, as far as I've been told. Just yeah. been updated for GameCube. Right, originally it, on Dreamcast, and then for GameCube. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And it's pretty legit, to be honest. I'm enjoying it as much as I can a turn-based strategy game. I don't like turn-based, but this one's kind of weird and kind of cool mm-hmm. in that in the middle of battle, uh, while you're choosing your turn and all that, all the rest of the people who you're not controlling are, quote, in quotations, fighting. So there's always kind of X going around. Characters are moving. So when you strike someone... Uh, you know, you might end up aiming in a completely different direction than before. You might like, you might use this kind of like magic that attacks in a straight line, and you're off to kill some straggler off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Well, that straggler could have moved by the time you actually got around to doing your attack, and you could suddenly strike four different enemies with that attack. Wow. Yeah, or you could miss all your enemies. So you've got to kind of figure out, you know, enemies generally move like depending on the enemy type. Uh, in so far in the early game, everything has go, come straight for my characters, so I tend to send both of my characters against a single unit, which is rare for me, because I usually like to divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. But I send it all for a single unit, and then all the monsters converge in that position, and I have my one character stay all the way back and use this giant AoE field move that kills everything. It's amazing. Huh. But yeah, that game's really cool. And that's what I've been playing. I always remember that game with... Uh... One of the members of Smashboards back when I was active, and he ended up being like a moderator, uh, Vice, and he named uh, himself after the, uh, after yeah, the protagonist. Because he always has Vice in his... Okay, yeah. He's still around. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. But that's what I always make that connection for Tales of Symphonia. Go figure. Tales of Symphonia? Or... <laughs> <laughs> the game I've been playing, but I'll talk about that later. Uh, Skies of Arcadia. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh boy, Tony, what are you playing? Uh, a few little things. Uh, some I just kind of dropped. Uh, 
I just watched Gone Home, which I'll talk about more mm-hmm. later. Very cool. Uh, I, I played that. That was that was very interesting. Quite the experience. Oh yeah. Uh, I played back Batman Arkham Origins. Uh, fought the electrocutioner, which was really funny. And then I didn't know where to go, so I quit. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't too into it really. Yeah. Uh, it is okay. Uh, started Assassin's Creed Four. I'll get back to you more on that one later because I just started it. Stories weird. Story is weird, but. What about getting to Havana and you're like, I can do all the shit. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, just, I don't know. I have a lot to say about story-wise with how that series has went. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, mostly been playing Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Finally, uh, I played the six pack that came out on Wii, and I finally started to play this because Triple Deluxe is out next week. I'm really, I have paid off. Like I'm so excited. I love Kirby so much now. Uh, Return to Dreamland was fairly standard, you know, Kirby levels, four people. What, what got me, though, is that I was playing single player, and I didn't notice. You know, it wasn't like it was detriment to the experience to only be playing by yourself. It felt like a real Kirby game. Like, it mm-hmm. works like a, you know, solo Kirby adventure. Right. All the properties, all the powers, just, they all work. Uh, first five worlds, very basic stuff. Uh, and then the sixth world was, like, metal robot planet and I was like, this, this is fucking cool. Like, it was a lot mm. different from any Kirby world I've ever seen. Music was awesome. All throughout, but the, that world specifically, I'm like, this is so different. Like, I love different environments. Like, I've always remembered, like, this weird little music level in Sonic Advance 2. I'm like, this is fucking not been in a game before, <laughs> maybe the Sonics. Uh, yeah, Return to Dreamland was really, really solid. I can't wait for a Triple Lux. And, uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. I've been meaning to get back to Return to Dreamland because we played it when you guys were here. Um, I like it's just Return like it was. It's more fun with multiplayer. It is. Yep. But I, I've played all the Kirby, so I'm I have fun on my own way too. Yeah. I know. Kirby Return to Dreamland froze when I got to the fifth world or something, oh, sixth world, oh. something like that. Yeah. So I got to figure out if that was just a one-time thing because we just kind of figured out we just kind of stopped playing at that point. I need to, I need to go back and double check and see if I can actually go further because I might not be able to. I could it could have just been a freak accident. I don't know, but can we haven't gotten you, back together to play. Have uh, can either one of you guys guess a plot twist? <laughs> I can guess. <laughs> uh, how far are you? I've beaten it. Oh, <clears throat> I can send and return to Dreamland. Yeah. Sometimes you can guess a plot twist by someone's name. Yeah. See, see, with that, with the plot twist in this game, it was so obvious. I didn't think they'd do it, and then they did it, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, so I, you know, kudos for that, I guess. To be fair, I also have his second boss form and Lilac Cruise, so that kind of. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, uh, make, make those four baby dragons an assist trophy, by the way. I'm all for that. Baby Damn. dragons. Baby I'm, dragons. Well, they're bringing back Dragoon. Good old oh, good. Dragoon. <laughs> I don't care for Dragoon. Yeah. Uh, I have been playing Tales of Symphonia. I beat Tales of Symphonia. I watched that video. I was a little sad that it was just the audio. Yeah. Um, turns out my computer kind of took a dump when trying to stream. Like, CPU was maxing out and couldn't do much of anything. So I was... I was planning to stream all of the end game, and then it was just crapping out multiple times. So I'm like, all these records let me to prove that I did it. So that's what it ended up being. Um, 
a lot of outdated JRPG mechanics that really frustrated me at times. I mean, the whole thing where you have multiple bosses in a row without save points, maybe I'm spoiled by newer game design, but the first time you actually fought the big bad and it mattered, like, because there were a couple times where, like, you could die and you were supposed to die, but the first time where it actually mattered, you bought, fought a boss beforehand. Yep. And I beat her, <laughs> but then lost to him because he has this ridiculous laser, and it's like, oh my god, I'm just yep. in this loop of death, and so I had to go through that cutscene, beat that boss again. Unfortunately, it only you know, yep. took me a second time, but it's still, it's like... That's I did a... the exact same thing my first no playthrough. Wow. I, I, I just thought, I'm like, oh, it's one of these again. He's obviously kind of the last boss, so... Mm-hmm. And then I got died and said they were never heard from again. I'm like, oh, crap! Yeah, and it's just, it's bad design. A lot of the dungeons were also terrible, too. I started streaming for the Emir Forest for some Yeah, ninjas, the Emir Forest. And was... everyone's like, oh, my God, it's the Emir Forest. Like, okay, I guess it's really bad. And then I'm like, oh, this is why it's so bad. Yeah, it's really bad because the two worst dungeons follow each other. Mm-hmm. The Emir Forest and the, what was it, Lathian Gorge? Yeah. Those are the two yeah. worst in the game. Like, underneath the uh, Carlon Trees, Tower of Salvation, that's yeah. pretty bad too, but yeah. I like the story elements there. Mm-hmm. Just the dungeon itself is kind of shit. Yeah. So I had no problem relying on guides for the Emir Forest and other of these ridiculous parts. So, mm-hmm. all really? things considered, I enjoyed the game, was frustrated by a lot of the outdated mechanics, but I'm like, you know, Sorry. it's a game from 2004, I get it, mm-hmm. I'm sure Tales games have come, you know, so far oh, since so then. So much further, so and much further. so, next game I'm going to play is Abyss for 3DS. Okay. Um, and, like, that'll, that'll be my progression, then I'll do Vesperia, and oh, then Exilia. No, Graces, then Exilia? I mean, I have to play at least three by the end of the year, according to my resolution. Right. So, but I ended up being level sixty-eight uh, at the end of the game. I was mostly yeah. using a party of Lloyd, Genus, Rain, and Zelos. That's pretty solid. You kind of kept that uh, initial party instead mm-hmm. of Kratos. You got Zelos. Right, but then at the end, I swapped out uh, Genus for uh, Prisea just to have another melee attacker on a, a single target. So. Yeah, your final bat, your final battle had uh, Rain, Lloyd, Sheena, and oh, Miami. Sheena, that's right, Sheena and Prisea. Was it Prisea? I don't I, remember Prisea. I thought it was Prisea. I don't remember. Go to YouTube.com/slash/show me news to find um, out what my party actually was, because I yeah. can't remember. <laughs> I mean, you know, like Tales of the Abyss 3DS. The only sad thing is that you can't stream it mm-hmm. uh, because I would really love to see the chat as you're playing through. The I mean. Part- before you get to the first twist, not yeah. like the first really big twist. Yeah. Uh, like I would love to see the chat, like everyone trying to shut each other up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do have it on PS2, but that would mean booting up a PS2 to play well, it. Well, and I'll be I'll be traveling a lot, so. Right. Minutes. Uh, yeah. I mean, that makes oh, a lot of sense. As, as far as plot twists go, I texted you and I texted Grant. Some of you may know yep. as Master Wuggles. Um, or Master WGS about one of the more obvious twists about the big bad. And then there was another twist after that that I had thought would happen, and then I'm just, just like, nah, that's not going to happen. And then it hit, happened, and I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. 
good, good job, game. After I'm like, like basically boiled down, I read it. I'm just you just said that, and then lol. Yeah. This big <laughs> twist happened. Lol. Yeah, and then <laughs> as I was like, I was like, try harder, game, and then they throw another twist at you. You're like, oh, well, that one was actually pretty good. I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah, Tales of Symphonia, very solid gameplay. You know, the battle system's fantastic. The story is pretty, just, you know, kind of your run-of-the-mill, though. Uh, Video Game Guru 64 in the chat on twitch.tv slash News asking, Dawn of the New World next, right? I have heard so much, can you not, about Dawn of the New World, even though I do have the HD Chronicles collection. Look it up if you're interested in it, but just remember the only returning voice actor, actress was Colette's. Hmm. And she wasn't even the best one. Because Sheena was. Yes. Also, who did you end up with at the end? <laughs> um, I was reading that Kratos was an option. Yes. Which I wanted. But I had the options of Colette, Genus, and Sheena. And uh, I... I did Colette first, and then I read that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to restart. And then I hadn't saved until, like, 20 minutes beforehand where it was, like, the big event at uh, outside Altessa's house. Yeah, I hadn't saved until before that, like, right outside his house. So I'd watch that again, only to find out that I didn't have Kratos. And I'm just like, oh, this is, like, Persona 4, the Christmas Eve. Got it. Good. Mm. So I did not... Get all of the, the... I didn't even get any of the trophies for the titles. I got some of the titles. I did some of the side quests. Not all of them. I didn't do Dog Lover. I didn't do Gigolo. I did some of them, but... All of them in the world. Both worlds. Oh, sorry. Is that a spoiler? Jeez. Uh, that's, a, that's a bit much. It's a bit much. Any other questions that you may have, Tales fans? I'm, I'm all ears, but... Otherwise, I shall move on to Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Did I get any costumes? Uh, I have costumes for Zelia because of other Tales games, but I did not get any costumes for the uh, characters in Symphonia. Maybe if I ever did a second playthrough. I, I like I like the uh, gentleman's outfit for Lloyd, but you can only do that after you get to the end of the game, mm. right beforehand, and then you head all the way back. Oh, it's geez. not it's not so great design at that point. Like you have to do the the. Hmm. Yeah, I it's it, I missed out on the swimsuits. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, it's the Tales games. I think I'm going to discover that I just don't play long games anymore. But I'm sticking through it because I want to play them. I should play them. But I'm finding it difficult to like, oh, a 40-hour RPG with everything else I have going on? Ugh, okay. So. Yeah. I think I started 7 again. I'm like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I know what happens. I don't want to <laughs> so much time. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, created by Shu Takumi, who is the creator of the Ace Attorney series. So you can definitely see a lot of his handiwork. In this game, so originally the game is on DS. I played the iOS port, which is a pretty good port, uh, especially if you're playing on an iPad. Uh, the gist is you are a detective, you are dead, and you have to figure out what your identity is. But you can only do that 
by you know moving through different objects that are close to you, kind of causing a uh, Rube Gold. Oh gosh, what is that called? Rube Clifford, Rube Goldberg, the chain reaction machines. Let's call them that. Uh, essentially, doing those kind of things, you possess inanimate objects, cause you know create tricks on them to cause them to move or rock or whatever. And essentially, you are meeting people in the world who often die, and you can go four minutes back before their death, prevent their death, and then learn more about who you are. And it's this whole interesting world. Um, the gameplay got a little... There you go. Rube Goldberg. Thank you, Oven again. Um, the gameplay got a little tiresome by the end. Uh, and I was just like... Ah. I, I get it. They're trying to involve another character, and he has different powers, and you're trying to interact with your powers. What I did appreciate was the story twist at the end. Not often do you get a story that just takes you by surprise, and like I did not see that twist coming. If you've finished Ghost Trick, you know what I'm talking about. Your identity and the identity that was hinted at at the beginning and then finally brought back full circle, they did a really good job with those two reveals. And I must say, I'm impressed. Um, it, the story resolved really nicely. Um, I would recommend the game if you liked Ace Attorney. There are certain things, like a, a main character is Missile, the Pomeranian, the dog. Yes, you know, from the first... Get a Missile! Yeah, the first Ace Attorney, you had Missile the dog. It's not necessarily the same Missile, but you can see the creator's handiwork in carrying that over. And Missile is just awesome. It's it's a great twist ending, uh, though I wouldn't necessarily play it again. But it's a good experience if you want a uh, an interesting world where you can just move to different things and try to affect fate. So, I'd recommend it. But let's get to our headlines, and we start with the Super Smash Bros. news. Uh, the main thing was the Nintendo Direct that was devoted completely to Super Smash Bros. Thank you guys so much a couple weeks ago for your help with the reactions right after. I think that show went really well. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. Though, we did get a comment uh, that was just like, I thought these guys were supposed to be the Smash experts, and then I wanted to comment, but then it's Google+, and their whole dumb thing. Anyway... I think it was one of our best analyses yet. If you wanted to check mm-hmm. out us on Show Me Your News on YouTube, we have our two-hour-long uh, reaction. And I know there's different websites like Game Explain and all these that they, they do their breakdowns and reactions, but they had time to digest it. We pretty much went at the top of the hour right I after the show. I, I hear you. I don't know. <laughs> that one was the only one that was working. Anyway, we went at the top of the hour right after the direct, and we you know talked for two hours. We did the analysis. Right. It was a lot of fun to do. And Super so thank you, you idiots. <laughs> so thank you for those that tuned in. Uh, so that was most of the Smash news that happened. We had a few screenshots since then. One thing that we did not happen to point out, we did you know point out some some things that we discovered in the replays of the direct, but one thing that did occur during the video footage for the new stage that we found out for the 3DS version, and it was reiterated, is the balloon fight stage on 3DS. Oh, fuck that. It looks awful. It it looks different. This is a stage that has no side boundaries. 
if you walk off to the right, you will appear on the left side of the stage. Oh, that's kind of interesting. And likely vice versa. So Welcome keep... back, jackass. <laughs> yeah, I said pay no mind to my absence. You fucking started muttering halfway through. <laughs> I was talking to Rob Joe, who had entered the room, about why no, he's... Kidding. But I thought you were Rob Joe. Uh... So you can only kill off the top and spike in the bottom. The fish reappears here in the balloon fight stage, but that's interesting. No side kills on that one. I'm going to put on Sonic Bunny Hood and just run right to left. <laughs> that's what you but, will do all day long, every day. But you got to make sure to jump. You got to jump over that water chasm. You got to oh, jump. Can't swim. Slide, slide. Slide to the left. Those fuck, that fucking pinwheel thing, though. Oh, my God. That was infuriating in uh, Melee. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. and You remember that? Yeah, and then it looks like some of them trigger, but some of them not. Or maybe that's a bug currently. It's going to be interesting to see how those play in effect. But hey, you might as well just play on the Final Destination stage if you're a, a For Glory player, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, yeah. Did anyone send you that petition to get rid of For Glory mode? I saw it. No one sent it to me, and thank goodness, because I'm not signing it. No, somebody sent me it as a joke. Like, look at this shit. Like, <laughs> people were like, oh, this is not how the game's meant to be played. I'm like, shut up. See, I would understand if some people were like, we don't appreciate how you've categorized competitive players, Sakurai, but we know that Sakurai's been kind of a dick to those who play the game competitive. He's like, that is not how I meant Smash Brothers to be played. I get that. But the people, yeah, who are like, Oh, screw the people who like that competitive. Screw those guys. I think, uh, gosh, what's the YouTube channel that they they all kind of sit on a couch to the left side of the screen and they all look at... Video games the, awesome? I, probably those guys. They were talking about how, like, you know, in sports there's inclement weather and all sorts of things. That's, you know, taking things competitively. And then uh, Terios in our, our Skype community chat had a pretty good analogy like, Items are the equivalent of an airplane crashing in the middle of a field during a match. It's not the same. You can't just adapt <laughs> to that. So they just don't. You, you they just call don't off know. the match. Hmm. Yeah, you stop. Well, there's a bomb. <laughs> yeah. One Sorry, of well, there's an electron bomb. there. We can't. We can't fight right now, guys. I'm serious. <laughs> if a what? bomb goes off on the field, I'm going to tell you they'll probably cancel the game. Yeah, yeah. Especially a smart bomb or a bomb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the better Sakurai quotes in recent memory, you know, we got a lot of Sakurai quotes back in our dojo days of Show Me Your News. This is a pretty good one on Meverse. Pick of the day. Don't eat him. You can't eat him. As Charizard tries to nom a Waddle Dee. I don't get it. Well, uh, he's just showing off the fact that the parasol is back. Yeah. Though, what is that background for the stage? That looks like Smash Run. Oh, okay. I could see that. Oh, Waddle Dee's an enemy, isn't it? Yeah, it could be an enemy, or, I mean, it could also be, uh... Yeah, he'd be an enemy at that point. Because, uh, if I recall correctly, you could still grab... Uh, enemies in the subspace emissary. Mm, yeah, you just auto through them, and that is 
And he only throws Gordos this time around, so... So Waddle-Dee's would make sense as a Smash Run enemy. That, that, see, I was all set to be like, what is this stage? And like, oh, right. You just pointed out that Smash Run exists. Mm-hmm. GG. You can't... Rob Joe makes point. He says uh, the reason Waddle-Dee's are probably... Uh, or the reason that while the reason why day to day throws only gordos now is because waddle dees are now enemies in smash run mhm well, that makes sense i could see it some people were thinking he'd be a character like bandana waddle dee oh come on i'd hey. love bandana waddle dee that man knows how to use a spear but everyone's been waiting for toad to use a spear hmm. interesting uh not much else on the screenshot front Besides an affirmation of Yoshi with the rainbow trail on his eggs. Um, Beam swords are gradiated. And the fire bar. uh, Not too much else. I mean, Direct was the big thing, so go check that out. But there there was other Smash Brothers news uh, this week. In terms of uh, sponsorships have been happening. Yes, they have. Left and right. Which has been really, really awesome to do. Sorry, awesome to see. Tell us a little bit about that super. Well, um, for those who, I mean, what what else can you really say about it? I mean, it's some Smash players are being picked up by big teams like Team Liquid. Uh, you know, people who are known for like StarCraft and on and League of Legends and stuff like that, and they're be they're picking up Smash players and opening up like a Smash, you know, a Smash side to their teams. So Ken. You know, Ken the King of Smash. Sephiroth Ken, yes. Survivor uh, Gabon Ken. <laughs> Survivor <laughs> Gabon Ken has been picked up by Team Liquid to play uh, Melee and all their at, at uh, Smash events, and they picked up Korean DJ as well. Uh, another one has another uh, sponsor has picked up Chillin' Dude and Hungry Box. Uh, people you can you see from the. Uh, well, melee it on me, mango. And melee it on me, mango. Of course, Adi- we've seen Adidas that. So, uh, sponsoring mango. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just you know, we're seeing some serious, some serious interest in uh, in Smash, and in this in this platinum age, as they're starting to call it. It's going to be interesting to see how that develops. And I saw a discussion. I'm trying to remember. It might have been on a uh, Facebook thread on Smashboards' Facebook regarding this topic. And I saw a comment that someone made. And a lot of people were going against him. And I couldn't help but think. Actually, I kind of agree with him. And I wonder what you guys think about it. The comment was something to the extent of as long as these people. And, you know. This is more talking to the masses and not the privileged few who have received such sponsorships. As long as, you know, most people don't think that this is the only way to make a living and that you should just, you know, forego any other kind of job. And a lot of people were like, well, you got to believe in Smash that, you know, you you can do it. But I think for most people who do not have the skill to be the top elite professional, if your only goal in life is to aim to be a Smash Brothers professional player in the hopes of getting sponsored, in the infancy, in in the stage that 
you know, sponsorships are with Smash Brothers. I think to, you know, forego any other career aspirations and just try to be a professional Smash Brothers player with no other career fallback, I think that's kind of insane. It's short-sighted. Yeah. It's so short-sighted. And a lot of people in this that we're attacking, I'm like, you gotta believe in our community. You gotta do this. And it's like, I actually kind of agree with them. Like, most people aren't going to be the kind that get sponsorships. And you're going to kind of... You can be really, 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 really good and still be three steps behind these top-tier players. Yep. And it's just... They're and in it's another not league. like you're making tons of money for no, the few tournaments too. you happen to win to you know sustain an entire living. There's no insurance either. There's no dental. Mm-hmm. No <laughs> 401k. There you go, Tony. You're talking adult talk. I hear you. There's, you got it. Preach, you, brother. You stuff. <laughs> Preach. You kids don't check your oil enough either. Goddamn. That's actually I'm, true. I'm 25 now. I'm really old. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Preach. our lives. Nah, I thought it'd be you know worth to to bring that up. And then also the uh, Smash Brothers documentary, which got a lot of popularity, and I God, I still have yet to see it. I've heard so many good things. I just keep watching it over and over again. Now there is a sequel on Kickstarter to talk yep. about Armada and other players. Yep. Uh, and honestly, kudos. Good luck to uh, the fundraising efforts for that. Because There's a Kickstarter? I'll donate to that. Yeah, yeah. The first one did fantastically well, and I'll give to more of that. I would say fantastically well. Uh, considering... It was a moderate success that got only half its funds. But the exposure, I think, to more of you know, the game's media, I think it got a lot of exposure that it didn't necessarily need to receive. But I think it did really well in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, nah, I'm not kind of knocking it down. I just, you know, the Smash Brothers is so good despite having as many hiccups as it did. Mm. I'm down to see more of it, though. And I got to see the first one. So I think mm-hmm. that's enough said there. Um, we had our last episode on April Fool's Day, so it has been a while, and then we said, oh yeah, and uh, tomorrow, Amazon is going to be revealing their new video games console. Is it going to be a big box? Is it going to be more of a Roku, Apple TV thing? And it's more of the latter with Amazon Fire TV. Priced well, I think, at $100. That's pretty solid. Essentially what it is, it's a Kindle Fire, the guts of a tablet, in a little set-top box. For your TV. Uh, Definitely not competing with big game manufacturers, with Sony, with Microsoft, with what Valve hopes to do with Steam Machine. But it can play games, uh, so it's going to be a little bit of advantage there compared to the Rokus, the Apple TVs. I think it had the Sonic CD port on it, which I was like, that's cool. I don't know. I, I think I might have read somewhere that they might have the iPhone ports or whatever that uh, Taxman made. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't want right. to say for sure. Do you? Did you read anything about that? Not. Okay. Not yet. No. Okay. I've been separated well, from the internet for a little while. Oh uh, mm. well. I don't know. It's a nice little machine, and if you just want to use Netflix and stuff, and it's Amazon's got a streaming service that's not bad. Like it's making Good. me want to look at it and maybe get this for the that because i don't have cable because cable is bs well i'll tell you what i mean and it all depends on what your budget is i totally understand but as mm-hmm. someone who has amazon prime and i use amazon a good chunk so i love the free two-day shipping mm-hmm. and then you also get the amazon prime thrown in there 
HBO recently signed a deal with Amazon Prime for Amazon Instant Video for uh, later this May to start streaming almost all of its content except for Game of Thrones. So it's useless. Not necessarily. There's a lot of good content in HBO, but do they do they have all the old Sopranos on there? Because I've been waiting oh, yeah, to watch that. So, Sopranos will be there. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So hmm. Amazon has a lot of money. Begin. It is the big. One. Amazon has a lot of money. They're willing to you know use it wisely. And I actually saw a commercial for this where they definitely touted the uh, microphone in the remote capability. So you can you know speak into the remote and it does the whole. Almost like Connect Bing sort of thing, where you yes. can search for whatever. Uh, but I found it interesting that, that that's the feature that they touted. Uh, this one also comes with an optional $40 game controller. Looks a little bulky, but it's you know better than you know Apple TV that you know relies on, oh, you must use your iPad and try controlling games on that when it's like, if you get like a Sonic port or something like that, try controlling with the touchscreen on that. Um, I'd rather not. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but it, it's nice to see that you know they're trying with a bit of a game focus. Uh, it's you know worth a mention on our show in a, a few weeks that have been you know just having a lot of different small headlines, nothing substantial. A new product launch, and it was a matter of, and it's now available. Go buy it. Uh, so that was those are my favorite. <laughs> those are nice to see. I'll give you uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's almost like Saturn, uh, it's like a Saturn-like territory. It looks like a Wii, uh, con- uh, like Pro controller, like real hard. Doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. But the, so, but the, the thumbsticks on the right spot on the right. Exactly, <laughs> it's the, <laughs> with the face buttons and the yeah, absolutely. It's in the good place. <laughs> the correct place. To to those gamers who just bitched, uh, this isn't for you. Don't, don't be upset. That was like the 2DS no. backlash. I'm like, this isn't for you. Exactly. We have our thing. This is if you don't have Apple TV, if you are more of an Amazon person and you want to extend that profile into your home, attached to your TV, make it more like a smart TV, then it's for you. And I think $100 is a good price point. I think it's great. I, I watched someone break a 2DS today. Oh. <laughs> How? Um dropping it they were an oh. older gentleman so not i mean not an older gentleman it was an older guy like 28 oh my god you just an older guy in 28 he's older than me if he's 28 but i'm like i'm like two years removed away from that and then i would be 25 and 28 would still be older than me you said like older guy and i pictured like Oh, that's nice. That's nice. A 60-year-old man is playing games, and he I guess he decided to go for a 2DS, and you're like, 28. It's an older gentleman, and I just pictured an old guy with, like, a monocle and a cane. Exactly. Oh, so misleading. Well, we go from that, talking about 2DS and looking like a Nintendo, to Nintendo trying to embrace a new digital age of trying to make money. And it almost kind of goes along hand-in-hand with the uh, Rusty's baseball game that nobody cared about on that one Nintendo Direct. That That is their new way of trying to go free-to-play, and you can haggle down prices, and they're actually really keeping, like, a watch on how that's doing. So, uh... 
that it showed up in my street pass thing, and I'm just like, what? What just happened here? It's a completely unappealing looking game, but Nintendo's trying to... And there was that whole comment during the shareholders meeting in the beginning of the year where they're like, we're looking in a way that maybe we can reduce the price if people buy more games. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but something to that extent. Um, but this is not what we're talking about. It's not necessarily just the the Rusty's Baseball free-to-play model. Nintendo is adopting the Season Pass downloadable content model. And would you guess they're starting with Mario Golf World Tour? I can totally see that. I don't think that's weird at all, really. Really? How so? Why do you, why do you say that? Uh, it's a good, I mean... Makes sense to me to there's gonna be courses and extra crap. Uh, it's not the big game I would do it for. If this is just them testing the waters, yeah, it makes sense. But they could make a lot of money off like Mario Kart and Smash like really hard. I don't want them to because that's always been like against their mantra of like everything is in the box is everything you need, and that's what I like about them. I hope they don't start uh, doing stupid crap like this. I don't want the kill George Washington extra mode to be. <laughs> I don't know, this whole season pass thing. Like, I've done season passes in the past, and they're kind of cool, but that's when you expect it from people. Nintendo doing this, it just makes me kind of go, is this the start of them releasing unfinished games and then finishing up their content with DLC? Especially if it's day one DLC. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm more in line with, with Super's thinking here. I didn't think this was a way Nintendo... Had to I don't go. like it. Oh, okay. All right. I, I'm I just mean, saying. It, I'm not entirely surprised. I surprised. Just... I'm a little surprised to see, yeah. but but at least it's not like one of their main. It's not one of their main titles. It's Mario Golf. Right, so they're it's... they're kind of trial testing it. Yeah, I mean, I could see this kind of working out in the future for like Mario Kart Eight. Mm-hmm. Like, giving us some more courses and stuff in the future? Sure. I'll be all down for season passes of that. But that game's a month away, and I think you need some planning with that. Uh, This one, I think the way they designed it, if you have people buying the game for, you know, $15 to get three characters, Toadette, Nabbit, and Rosalina. And if I played this game, Rosalina would be enough for me, because... I like me some Rosalina. Uh, and then plus all these different courses. Like, if I were someone who was buying this game, like, I'd find it to be a good deal. But then that just plays right into the hand of, oh, well, the people like this. This is something we should do more often. Like with Mario Kart. Like with Smash Brothers. And Sakurai has gone on record, speaking from a, a Smash Brothers angle, which we, we do enjoy on this show. Sakurai is someone who doesn't necessarily see the need for downloadable content. Uh, he's gone on record and said that, yeah, like maybe patches, but it's we're trying hard to design Make a game that we don't need to patch. And so it, it's strange. It's like, and I've been reading a lot of like Japan's misconceptions of what like America wants. This just yeah. seems like uh, they they probably want this, and then they do it. It might not do good. And the problem with that is it's just not the right game to try it on mm-hmm. if they are trying to make money. And this is just talking business-wise. As a gamer, I don't want them to do it. Right. Now, I totally agree with the could... perspective of, like, I expect this from other, you know, publishers. It's a slippery slope. 
I don't want them to turn into like Capcom or anything. I didn't expect it from Nintendo, uh, but it'll be I'm interesting not, to see. It's not setting off any alarms in my head yet. It's just kind of like, okay, they're trying it out, I guess. It's no big deal. Keyword but, yet. Keyword yet. yet. No, yeah, it's still like, oh, but... But yeah, I, I feel terrible for saying... I mean, I'm. this isn't a game I'm going to necessarily buy, though the demo is now out on the 3DS eShop if you want to give Mario Golf World Tour a try. Though I, I do feel kind of bad that like if this were a game I were buying... The inclusion of Rosalina makes me like, oh, yep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the season pass. Not Nabbit. <laughs> not necessarily Nabbit, though. I did. I have a power you. I'd be like, can I just like just get Rosalina and not Nabbit? I don't want Nabbit. But then it doesn't make sense. Like the whole idea with the season pass, and I've only purchased a couple season passes. I did. <laughs> well, two of them I've used, and then one of them I totally didn't. I bought the the Bioshock Infinite season pass. Did that. Those DLCs were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I did not do the Assassin's Creed, uh, Assassin's Creed 3 season pass at <laughs> all. I didn't. I don't. I never played any of the Assassin's Creed at DLC, all. and I've never felt like I've been missing out. I downloaded it, never touched it, and uh, the other season pass I got was LA Noir, which I totally took advantage of. But that had like four or five different you know inclusions for you know fifteen bucks. So. When it's shit like that, too, usually you can wait for the Game of the Year edition. All <laughs> that stuff true. will be on there anyway. That's totally true. For, for way cheaper. Uh, Just like The Last of Us on PlayStation 4, which I don't think is in our our uh, you know story pool, but that got, confirmed. that got confirmed for PlayStation 4. Includes the Left Behind DLC. Includes all the multiplayer DLC, but if you're playing Last of Us for multiplayer, mm, kind of questioning that. <clears throat> Like Uncharted and shit. It's just yeah, like, exactly. No. exactly. Uh, the only season pass I get are the Walking Dead ones, and they just that's just all the game at once, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I know those are going to be good. I don't mind doing that. And it's like just the core game stuff, not like, you know. Yeah. Kill George Washington pack. I don't oh, care. Oh. People in the chat are saying that Mario Golf is going to be 30 bucks without it. So mm-hmm. add 15 bucks onto that. Get the content for, for random extra crap. Yeah, that's a good idea and make the game cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Now that I can get behind. I'm yeah. okay with that Nintendo. Start packaging like Uncharted with no multiplayer, mm. and like it's forty bucks. Oh well, my! Be like, like start packaging every game with no multiplayer. Look, listen, yes. us. listen to us being these old gamers. Get multiplayer out of here. I'm not like, saying get it out of here. Just for me, I'm yeah, not gonna I, say. For me, get it out of here. I'm not going to say people can't play competitive Smash because that's a really short-sighted, douchey way to think of it, but... Solid Snake 120 makes a good point. Wish they had done a season pass for Fire Emblem. Mm. Yeah, oh. that would have been nice. That would have been good. I mean, the early DLC you know, sales that they had for that was totally worth it with the uh, the golden maps. Yep. Uh, but the rest of them, not really. Not so much. I just, got, I just bought them in the packs of three that they were and went on my way. A lot of them have good items that you can use, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Also, the Smash Brethren. What do you mean the, by that? It's a DLC pack. Oh. In Fire Emblem Awakening. It's oh, Smash okay. Brethren, gotcha, where you fight yep. Marth, Ike, and Roy. Mm-hmm. So I got a, a recommendation for Hilarity of the Week uh, from Psycho Wing X9 and it was the, <sighs> it was the petition that you mentioned earlier, so 
<laughs> Dark Cry of the Sea. SMYN on Nintendo. Why don't these games have online play? SMYN on other games. Why can't these games get rid of online play? Pretty much. Uh, Pretty much. Nintendo. I mean, you know, Foggy, but I'm just saying if there was an option, that would be cool if it was, like, cheaper and it didn't Because Nintendo gets multiplayer and they know how to make it fun, but they think they can restrict it to only local. A yeah, lot of these other here's, games... Here's the big difference, okay? Nintendo makes games where the main game is co-op or you're basically working together with the team of people who are there. But they choose not uh, to make it online. Why? We want online with them. We want to be able to sit on our couches while they sit on their couches eight hours away, 12 hours away across the world, and we want that online. What we're saying is that, like, the main game isn't shooting people on predetermined maps. No, it's the story or whatever it is. You know, we want the story, the one-player story, without all the extra stuff. Basically, Call of Duty multiplayer is dumb. Speaking of which... Uh Hilarity of the week. Segway. There is apparently a trend that is very depressing, and it's called swatting. Now, you're not going to believe this. I wouldn't believe this to be a trend. This is the first time I've heard of it. I'm (laughs) thinking this is sensationalist journalism, but go ahead. I didn't see this on the hashtags and Twitter. It very may well be, but apparently this is something that has happened more than once. And we're not trying to blame Call of Duty specifically. Speak for yourself. But it's where the masses go to play multiplayer games. And there are a lot of dumb masses out there. Masses who don't know any better. Masses who think the idea of swatting is a good idea. If you do not know what swatting is, swatting is when you're feeling... <laughs> it's not. I was completely wrong about this. It's not smacking that, if you know what I mean. Swatting is being all butt hurt over a lost match, knowing the contact information of your opponent, and calling nine one one on your opponent's behalf, and making up a story like, "I have shot all of my family members," or "Someone has shot all of their family members inside this home." Send a SWAT team. Send helicopters. Send all this stuff. Ha 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 ha. For the lulls. <laughs> Fuck people. Yeah. I, I, I was at the moment d- debating whether or not it was justifiable to drop an F-bomb. But yes. It, it fucked people. It completely is. Super sad fuck. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh my god. This is a big deal, guys. You don't even know. You want some lighter, weird hilarity that somebody told me last week sure. that I've been meaning to tell me? Sure. Uh, my roommate's dad works at Kroger, and he said there's this weird new... <laughs> this is going to be way out of left field, by the way, so get ready. Somebody, he told me that people were making this new drug, and chocolate pudding was one of the main ingredients. So people were like going into Kroger and stealing all the chocolate pudding. <clears throat> and then they like mix it together with some chemicals or household things, and they inject it in their ass. <laughs> some positive uh, shit. I don't. That was like I was I like mean, that's uh, pudding. <laughs> it's like chocolate cake. So I don't know. I've heard about powdered alcohol, and that's something weird. But no, seriously, I- this is this is someone who. 
is... I don't talk about this. It makes me sad. Yeah, it's, it's like, I know you're trying to bring us back, but we, I don't, we just don't want to talk about it. No! <laughs> it's bad! Uh, the one point I do want to point out, and you guys are putting in the fridge. <laughs> like a helicopter was not called, but still, this costs taxpayer money to do this because you're all. I lost at Call of Duty. I have. I don't want to play the I Have No Life video game card, and it sickens me that video games get this kind of coverage in the media. But if people are going to do dumb things, please. Bring attention to it. Please make it stop. And by all means, please. The last paragraph here. The caller could face multiple charges and may be required to foot the bill for Tuesday's police response, which is estimated at $100,000. Please, please do. Please press charges. Please send them to jail. I don't like one of, I think it was this story or one that I at least heard on the radio, which made me like, I got to put this in to show me your news. This is insane. This needs attention. Make this stop. The, this needs to be a thing. The mother person. who was uh, of the house that was called upon and had the SWAT team appear at, this is like, you know, oh no, no, I'm sorry. It was the mother of the 17 year old who made the call or the teenager who made the call of this swatting because apparently in the swatting community you're always trying to one up and oh for this swatting I did this this swatting I did this can you beat that <laughs> apparently the mother of the person who made this call so like he needs to get a job I don't don't get a job send him to jail he does not know the difference between what's right and what's wrong punish his ass with pudding with pudding. Uh, <laughs> in his ass fuck people Anyway, <laughs> had to bring that Fuck up. Fuck people. <laughs> had to bring that up. Uh, story pool, we have several stories because it's been a very busy few weeks. The Game Boy turned 25 years old in Japan a few days ago. You brought the whole show down and you're like, let's talk about Game Boy. Game let's Boy! Handheld memories. And our childhood memories. What do you guys yeah, remember with... Uh, was that, was that Putt Putt? The what? car in the PPG video? Huh? You're, you're skipping ahead of story, and I wanted to you ask... clicked it. I'm watching the stream. <laughs> that was uh, the next one. I don't have a... T I'm sorry, Tony. I don't have a tab in my Firefox browser to talk about handheld memories. Well, you're using Firefox. That's the problem. <laughs> it's better than Internet Explorer or it's Opera. Not as good as, it's not as good as Chrome. It's not. It, it really is not. <laughs> so, guys, what are your, your handheld memories? If you have Game Boy... I think Boy the game. only Game Boy game I had was Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I think I had a Pokemon, or I had a Game Boy bot so I could play Pokemon. I had a Game Boy Color, and I had Pokemon, and I had Mario Golf. I spent way more time on Mario Golf. It was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I once... Which, uh, guys, which, which Pokemon game was your first? Was it red or blue, or was it yellow? Red. It was red. red. Wow, I'm the only blue one in... Oh, wow, okay. I really want to play you yellow. You interrupted my story. Uh, Sorry. I, went <laughs> I, had, I had to ask. It's an important question. I went urban exploring when I was like 10 or 11, and I went to, into some abandoned trailers at a trailer park, and I ended up finding uh, four Game Boy Color games. Actually, Game Boy games and one Game Boy Color, but Did I found Pokemon... 
It's not it really abandoned. It was abandoned. Totally Sp- stole them. Broken glass everywhere. Half the roofs caved in. No one's lived there. I could call a suburb. And guys, he totally stole them. I totally stole them, guys. From. <laughs> but yeah, I found uh, I found Hook. You know, based on yeah, the, the movie. With problems. I found Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Pokemon Blue. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, Jungle Book or something. No, Tetris. I found Tetris. Jungle Book. Touching Panther's crotch. Show it again. Show it again. Show it once more. Show it again. You're now on the single pixel of Blue's crotch. (laughs) But yeah, that way, uh, I had a, a couple more, like, somewhere along the line, I've come to own Pokemon Yellow. And for some reason, two copies of Donkey Kong Land 2. I, I don't know why I have two copies of Donkey Kong Land 2. I've never bought it. But now I have two copies of it. And I still don't know to this day how. Hmm. None of my friends owned them. I never wanted them. I never owned that game. Yeah, I just I just have two copies of it now. Maybe it's what happens whenever I lose a game. I get a copy of Donkey Kong Land 2. Yeah. Tony, what are some of your other memories besides Pokemon Red? Yeah, uh, I just recently played Mario Land 2, and that was fantastic. At least just for that one music track that plays in every level remixed slightly. That song is just happy. Yes. I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a... I know it's the console afterwards, but man, the GBA kicked ass. Yeah, it did. Yep. It was such a good library, and uh, uh, my roommate now, like, I've been harping on him to play GBA games, but it's kind of hard to, you know, GBAs aren't a thing anymore. He's been playing net, uh, DS games because he got a 3DS, and he can go play that backlog, but I, I got the Game uh, Game Boy player in, my, uh, in our living room now on my GameCube, and I'm like, here, play Pokemon. Fire Red and Dude, fucking Virtual Fusion. Boy, Virtual Boy Advance, best Dude. emulator, best yeah. emulator, Virtual oh, Boy. Sure. Or, no, sorry, it's Visual Boy. The emulator is Visual <laughs> Boy. Yeah, don't yep. search Virtual Boy Advance. Visual Boy. I'm all up by. That's funny considering I was using Visual Boy Advance yesterday. Yeah, and I played some amazing, playing some amazing mirror. It's it's a great emulator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Virtual Boy, but, fuck me. But I like I like the Game Boy Player. I think it's fucking awesome. That is good too. I suppose this is the fuck show today. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you weren't here for the last uh, last one, but like two minutes in, I realized that I was in my own apartment and my mom wasn't in the other room, and I could say <laughs> yeah. fuck as loud as I wanted. I literally imagined. I just thought you were going to just scream it at the top of your lungs just to enunciate your point. Fuck. <laughs> oh, that that was good. weak. Wow. There's no power in there. I held the F a long time just to be silly, but I don't think like it went through. You, like anyway. you, Super, I had a Game Boy Color. Uh, I had Pokemon Blue, like it seems like most of our Twitch chat uh, had as well. The first Zelda game I played was actually on Game Boy Color, and that was Oracle of Ages. Oh, man. A good, uh, a good Zelda game on its own, a very strange first Zelda game. 
Yes. Is that the one with Kirby enemies in it and like Mario uh, enemies? In it? That's Link's that Awakening. Oh. Which I also played and forgot about, but which Oracle some say is the best. But yeah. Oracle of Ages, starting on that one, that's a weird one to start on. So. Yes, it is, and just uh, that one just makes me sad. Uh, my first Game Boy Advance, little translucent purple guy. I lost him, and now Oracle of Ages was game that was inside of that. Oh, Tony's no typing! My goodness. <laughs> yeah, they are they are good games. They're just not good first Zelda games. The Oracle yes. games. Yeah, let's, let's put it like that. Uh, but Pokemon Pinball. Oh my yes. Oh my yes, Pokemon Pinball. So, a lot of good handheld memories. Good, uh, you know, it's not, you know, the anniversary in America. Uh, but 25 years in Japan. Thank you, Game Boy. You changed gaming forever. For now sure. we can get to that tab with Putt Putt and Pajama <laughs> Sam and Freddy Fish and yeah. all these other uh, humongous entertainment games, which some of you may know from Peanut Butter Gamer videos. Or you may have played them when you were young in these point and click adventures. But Humongous Entertainment is starting to roll out their library to Steam. Uh, started on. Oh, about a week ago on the 17th of April, and they are going to be rolling out more over the next few months. That fifth comment gif is awesome. We gotta, gotta look and see what this is. Zach Galifianakis. Mm, yes. Mm, yes. It just slows him, and he's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot of. A lot of uh, memories. Like the corners of your mind. Yeah. So, yeah, over the next couple months, you can see the list of the games here. Uh, they are rolling out many games over their library. And, I mean, all, when you can bring games to Steam, it is the place to be for PC games. So, I'm all for this, especially when these go on sale, which I'm sure they will eventually on holiday sale and summer sale. And that's going to be when you pick these up. What? Oh, oh right, Steam. Something that you don't use all that much. Right. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I like buying, to boil buying water games for sometimes. Cheap. Oh, you know, you don't like buying games for cheap. I get it. Okay. All right. Can my computer boil water? I mean, I think if it your probably computer... probably gets pretty hot. I think yeah. if your computer can play any games, it would be games from the 90s that are simple point-and-click adventures. I would hope. You mean I... like Rough Spoon? Maybe. I remember playing that. Or pajama jam, pajama jam, <laughs> pajama jams, pajama jams, pajama Sam. No need to hide when it's dark outside. Ah, uh, scary. Woo! <laughs> I'm just I I've never heard of any of these. I've just heard of putt putt from PBGs. I don't know why you put this on the outline. I put in the outline because Smenges. I'm looking at you, Ben, and he's like, "Oh, I just got chills." I'm sure Ben smiled. Ben, I'm sure he did. <laughs> he that smiles? Was, that was the joke, <laughs> oh, that... jackass. <laughs> it's not as funny when you explain it. Uh, Buzz would, I'm sure, be talking for minutes and minutes on this. Uh, the new Borderlands prequel. But it's not the prequel. It's Borderlands the pre-sequel. Uh, new Borderlands game. So, Midquill? I, yes. I guess so. 
Okay. Because that's a weird word, and they wouldn't use that in a title. But pre-sequel is, oh, just fine. It's silly. New game coming this year in the fall from 2K Australia. Gearbox is not, you know, primarily developing the game. They are helping with development. Uh, Though Randy Pitchford had an interesting defense for... Uh, why this game is still on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC, and not making the jump to current-gen Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Uh, Just talking, it's mostly about the sample audience that's there, the audience that has grown up with Borderlands, and how it would be a not-smart business decision if we made that jump. Uh, If it was Outright 3... I, I would disagree, but I, I think it's fine if it's just a silly little... I think it's fine. No, I, I agree with you there, but you only have this year, and maybe next year you have to start questioning the games that are only released on those now last-gen platforms. Yep. you got to make them eventually, uh, especially when these consoles, these newer ones, have taken off as well as they have. I'd say that uh, because uh, I'm sure, yeah, the numbers are there after like all PS4 success, we know at least for sure. Uh, they haven't released numbers on uh, Xbox One recently, have they? They do, and we might as well mention those there. I mean, PlayStation 4, 7 million sold to customers. Mm-hmm. Xbox One, 5 million sold to retailers. Uh, still, still not a bad number, though. It's not a bad number, but it's pretty definitive right now from the launch sprint. When they launched a week apart, who is in the lead? It's pretty clear. Yep. Oh, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the big deal with this one in Borderlands, the pre-sequel, cool. to play as Athena the Gladiator. That's really cool. Wilhelm the Enforcer. That's kind of cool, I guess. Isha, the lawbringer. She was a bitch. And <laughs> Claptrap, the frag trap. And the fourth character. Who is clearly <laughs> the best. J- just the best. Uh, I'm glad that you finally get to play as him. No reason why he loses everything for the, f- the, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh... I guess there's going to be some story reason that gets ham-fisted in there by the end. But the most interesting character here is Athena. Why do you say that? Because of the General Knox DLC. She was the one who helped you. Uh, she's ex-Crimson Lance. She used to work for Atlas. And she was strangely, you know, just gone in Borderlands 2. I don't think I... I'm pretty sure I 100% of that game. and I don't remember her ever coming up. Uh, so figuring out what happened to her... Or what she's doing after this, because she's the only one here that's not a villain. Yeah, you're even seeing uh, the point of this one is also seeing Handsome Jack become the villain. Yeah, become the villain, who I believe was our 2012 antagonist of the year on Mm -hmm. Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards, bringing it back. Kind of seeing how he became that character for Borderlands 2, so that'll be interesting. More Borderlands, just you need to develop an engine for next gen and soon Gearbox. So I'm sure you're working on that, but get on that, please. I can't wait. I think this is more. I think this is way more into the uh, the idea of milking whatever they worked on for what it's worth. uh, It's totally an Arkham Origins kind of game. Probably. Yeah. 
Especially seeing as they're not developing it primarily. Except they're probably working in space. On the That's right, it's on the moon. He liked the moon. Wow, old old internet references. Yeah, Tony mentioned the uh, Telltale's Tales from the Borderlands. That was a big hit at PAX. It was, uh, I think they had it at PAX East, but really? maybe behind closed doors. But yeah, that's happening. That was that uh, was VGX. Oh, what the fucking Game of Thrones one? Yeah, really bad. I'm sure Telltale's going to be doing a very interesting job on that. Uh, internal documents at Atlas, specifically their sales sheets. Revealed that Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair, the sequel to Trigger Happy Havoc, which came out in the U.S. in February this year, only a couple months ago. That one's coming out September 2nd. We knew that the sequel was coming out this year, uh, which I'm really excited for. I know some other sminges who played the game are also very excited for that. You know, Vita getting games is... That's something in itself, but... (laughs) That's a something. But two games in a franchise in a year, uh, that's pretty pretty exciting. I'm pretty excited for that. So, sure. well, that was worth a mention. We also have Tales of some... Uh, <laughs> uh, man, I almost did it again. Tales of franchise fans in the Show Me News community. And Hearts are, because Tales of Hearts uh, was on PlayStation Portable... Mm-hmm. Much like there was another uh, game that they had the uh, they had one version of on another system. And they brought it to another. Gosh. No, I'm, I'm I'm blanking on which one. Whether it was Innocence or something. It was the one that was on the Wii, but then they brought it to PS3. No, no, there's something else. There's mm. something else. But it may have been. I think it was another another R version, but maybe it was a Japanese. I think it was Innocence and Innocence R, but. Mm. I may be wrong about that. I'm very new in the Tales franchise. Don't hurt me. Anyway, Tales of Hearts are PlayStation Portable game in Japan. It was brought over to Vita in Japan. It now has a Western release of Winter 2014 later this year. So more Tales. And the Vita, I'll tell you what, the Vita is becoming the place to be for JRPGs. Though you do have Bravely Default on 3DS, and 3DS does have strong JRPGs, it seems to be a lot of what Vita is getting now because, let's be honest, unless we hear anything different at E3, Sony does not have a lot in the pot first party for Vita. Nope. Um, I so really they are... was hoping that Namco Bandit was going to start bringing things over to 3DS because mm-hmm. that seems like the much better system to throw these things on. Yeah. So Vita is getting a lot of Japanese RPGs and Tales of Hearts R is one of them. Very exciting I uh, I saw a big article about how Bravely Default did really good, and uh, Square was like, oh, people like old RPGs that yeah. we used to make, and that they're going to try to go back to their roots, and I'm like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> that's, like Capcom made, yeah. that's like if Capcom made a Mega Man game, and it sold 8 million copies, and they're like, oh, you guys wanted Mega Man? Why don't you say something? Another series that is getting a new game that the Show Me Your News community is... And they enjoy is the Ace Attorney series. Uh, recent Ace article, two. article and announcement in Famitsu, uh, where the Ace Attorney series is getting a prequel that goes back to the Meiji era in feudal Japan. So, Phoenix Wright's ancestor is apparently the star of this game. He has an assistant. 
the title. I don't know if it's necessarily Maya's ancestor. Kind of looks a little bit Maya-ish. Ish. Um, Is it? I just hope Missile makes it. I, I yeah, missile. Missile's ancestor. Yeah. Um, this game is not confirmed for the West. It's obviously going to be very interesting to see how they localize it, if they do. Uh, I'm right now paying it no mind until we get Phoenix Wright versus Ace Attorney because, god damn, that game was announced as Years existing ago. before our panel, the week before Yomacon, so November 2010. And it's still not out in America, though it is in Japan and Europe. Let's get it together, ah. Nintendo of America. Uh, the title is Dai Gyakuten Saiban Ryunosuke Naruhodo no Boken. So Naruhodo Ryuichi is Phoenix, right? So now it's Naruhodo Ryunosuke. That is his ancestor. I can and, only hope this leads to a crossover with time travel, stupid, fun bullshit. <laughs> that would be interesting. Though, now, Dai Gyakuten Saiban, Dai is big or great when you translate it over. So a lot of people have been calling it you know, great Ace Attorney when these news uh, articles are reporting about it. But some have been calling it big Ace Attorney. And please do not call it big Ace Attorney. That is the stupidest shit. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with that, but... This is the moment in time I'll show where, you my big A's attorney. Where the the Meiji era Ace Attorney pre- We go back in time. Exactly. Ancestors. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax is the sequel to the Persona 4 Arena fighting game. Adding new characters. Oh, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. <laughs> Later in time. And that means that you have new playable characters like... What was just confirmed, Risei Kujikawa is now playable in the Persona 4 fighting game. Kind of a big deal when in the last fighting game she was a support character, she was a support character in the Persona 4 game. And personally, my favorite character in the Persona 4 game. So very interesting to see her as a playable character in a fighting game using microphone-based attacks since she is a Japanese idol. And her persona, which is more of a healing one, has kind of made a shift into a fighting one. Though this does give credence that Ken Amada from Persona 3 is also a playable character, which is stupid. I'm going to go on a little Persona rant. He was a young little turd of a character in Persona 3. Yes, this is set years later, so I'm sure he may have grown since then. But you don't pick Koromaru. Koromaru the dog would be a much better playable character than Ken Amada. Anyway. Risei is a playable fighter. Exciting. Uh, I guess. On the Halo fronts, <clears throat> super. Halo? Marty O'Donnell, who is the composer be for like the Halo Marty. franchise. The composer for the Halo franchise and is now working on Bungie, or should I say, worked on Bungie because he was fired apparently without cause. Oh, don't worry. Destiny is still on track to release on September 9th. But, uh, not cool. Not cool, Bungie. I, hmm. I just, I don't know. 
I uh Marty is a fantastic composer. Yes. And he's been with Bungie for a long time. I'm guessing that perhaps this is a difference uh, this is more for differences on like I'm not the word I'm not I can't I don't want to use the word theological, but this looks like something like they have different viewpoints about what to do in the future. Mm. Like Marty might think that he in essence, don't take this the wrong way, but like is more important than he is and has more swing. I can see that. And, you know, he might have pushed a little too hard in that regard. I never really got a good idea of who Marty is. We just knew that he was an exceptionally talented composer. And while he is that, him leaving will not really have any detriment on the game. Hmm. Because he's probably already finished all the music for it. He probably has. I mean, yeah, they're saying it causes no setback to the game, which means his work is probably already done. Uh, a lot heard, of people are saying. I've heard him say, yeah, it's in the game, all his music. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So a lot of people are saying, you know, just go back to Halo. Neil David is doing a pretty good job. Halo's 4's soundtrack was pretty, pretty damn good. Nice. I think he'll still be brought on to 3, uh, 3, but um, I think he'll only be brought on if he gets brought on as kind of an understudy, not mm-hmm. as the main guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which would be a huge blow to his ego. Yeah, you've seen collaborative composer teams in the past, so it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, our last story in the story pool was going to be our hilarity of the week before this whole dumb swatting thing came out. Granted, this is you know almost from three weeks ago. A five-year-old boy exposed an Xbox One security flaw, apparently, and I think that's almost overstating it, but. He found a back door into the password verification screen. And so it's not like hacking in the traditional sense, but this little kid was able to essentially press, you know, entering the wrong password. He hit space a few times and then he got into his dad's account. And so Microsoft patched it up. They gave him four free games, $50, a year long subscription to Xbox Live Gold. But it made for the amusing headline where you're like, yeah, a five-year-old could get into, you know, someone else's account on Xbox One. Do-ho-ho-ho. Oops. So, that was worth mentioning, I thought. Mm -hmm. That that would have been a much better hilarity, not a let's kill humanity of the week. (laughs) Maybe that's what we should title it. Uh, Some people just said, Showy News just has a new segment. It's called... Fuck people. Yep. Games that are out recently. I like it. Yeah, games that yeah, are out recently. Yeah, sure you do. We are in the doldrums of game release season, at least until the end of May. And then we're going to go right back into the summer doldrums. The Elder Scrolls Online is out for we're PC. Smash in the summer. Yeah, in the summer, I'm, I'm going to guess like August. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, wouldn't that be something, though, to get it in July? That would be great. It be like they do their Nintendo Direct at, like, a friggin' E3, and it's like, and it's available to download now. 
All hail Nintendo. <laughs> just like available to download now. And just you just see like a live server of theirs explode on fire. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, we're just getting word all of our servers have crashed. Yep. Lego The Hobbit is out. Uh, they also announced, uh, Peter Jackson announced on Facebook today that the third Hobbit movie, because that was entirely necessary, uh, was originally called The Hobbit There and Back Again. And now it's called something like the Clash of the Five Armies or something like that. Oh, it, that it's not sense. not entirely that, but something to that extent. Like they changed the title of the third movie. Oh, okay, they did that. Yep. Connect Sports Rivals uh, because Xbox One moving is, on is trying Connect games and that's not working too well. RBI Bear has nothing to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because they uh, the Brain Trust. For the uh, that Grant Kirkhope was a part of with some other rare developers, the Mingi Jungo team that mm. apparently fell apart before Christmas. That was trying to do the spiritual successor to Banjo Kazooie. That's a bummer. Yeah, I forgot about that. RBI I baseball. It, I'm sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. RBI baseball is the other baseball game because the 2K franchise let go of the MLB license. So you have MLB 14, the show, which is already out on PlayStation 3, out in a couple weeks on May 6th on PS4. But RBI Baseball tried to be another game that held an MLB license, kind of more of an arcade throwback to the original RBI Baseball. It didn't do that well. Conception 2, Children of the Seven Stars, it's an RPG on Vita and 3DS. It's about... uh, copulating with schoolgirls to make powered up spirits. This sounds like a fun game. Yeah, it's it's up the JRPG alley. So give it a try if that premise doesn't weird you out. Ooh. Uh, and then Trials Fusion, the bike trick game that has had other iterations in the Trials franchise. You have it on PlayStation 4, you have it on Xbox One. It's it's a Trials game. If you've played them before, you'll enjoy it. I'll give them a try if you haven't tried it before. But you get to try to pull off crazy tricks on a motorbike of sorts. I like it's, that. And it's a lot of ragdoll physics, so there you go. Which I think is probably, it's part of its selling points. Absolutely. My soapbox this week, and I'll, I will be keeping these brief here uh, since we are about almost at the hour and a half point in the show. PlayStation is doing the right things when it comes to the sales that pop up, giving almost Steam-like and beyond sales prices to games on consoles. But because it's on PlayStation, it extends beyond their home console platform towards the handheld market with Vita. Uh, ah. PlayStation for last weekend announced about 30 games or so that were 99 cents a piece. got five hey. of those. I got oh. six, seven of them. I got seven oh. of them. So you, uh, It was all the Crash games, all the Spyro games. I had all the Crash games. So I picked up all the Spyro games. They had the entire Back to the Future Telltale game. Tony, you just named... All of the games that I got. Yep. <laughs> good on you. Oh. What was the other one? I've never played Braid, and that was 99 cents. I picked that, that up. That's a good one, too. Yeah, I have it on Xbox Live Arcade and PC, so I didn't, I'm like, I didn't need to see the need. But 
But think about it this way. As you said, all three Spyro games, all three Crash games, playable on your PlayStation 3 and your PlayStation Vita for $6 total. Throw in the entire five-part series of Telltale's Back to the Future. That in itself was $0.99. Cents. Seven games for $7. And then you had more games that Sony offered. And it was just for a, a flash sale on the weekend. Combine this with the news that PlayStation Vita, for the longest time, did not support every PlayStation 1 and PlayStation Portable game. Now it seems like they do support every game. I don't know why they haven't made this a bigger deal, but you know, people who like it can now play Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops on Vita. They never could before when it was just a PlayStation Portable game. This means that all these Crash and Spyro games, which may have not had compatibility, now does have compatibility on PlayStation Vita. Mm. Sony is doing things right. And meanwhile, I hate to bring you up, Nintendo... But now they're like, we finally got Super Mario Bros. 3 on Wii U and 3DS. Oh, but just that one game, and it's like 5 or $6. Good job. A plus, 4 stars, 5 stars. Hey now, plus. you can download play that. It's kind of cool. I'm just bringing it up in comparison to what other companies are doing across their library. Oh, download play systems. what? Mario Bros. 3, so, you know, if you play, if you load up Mario Bros. 3 and 3DS, you can download play and someone can play as Luigi. That's almost online, but not online, so no, good job. You still have to be local. They, <laughs> they implemented that technology, like, they spent time to fucking do that, but not online. Yes. To be okay. fair, though, at least the other person doesn't have to own the game. I guess that's but it's still local. I Anyway, I wanted to give well, Sony I mean, kudos, because... Like these, for someone who does not have or did not grow up with a PlayStation One in their possession, giving those games all three Spyro games, all three Crash, and if you really wanted to, because it's Naughty Dog and they had to do a, a Team Racer, they did have Crash Team Racing as well. All of those games for ninety nine cents for a limited time across both platforms. Buy it once, play it on both, download it on both. Kudos to you, Sony. I approve. Tony. Your soapbox. Uh, okay, this is random. Uh, do you guys care if I spoil the end of uh, Superman, Man of Steel? I know a bunch of buildings go to shit. Uh, it's something I What's honestly haven't Superman heard much. Guy? It was it's that. So I guess you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> I watched out. the review that the nostalgia critic did. Really. Yeah. I was like, I'm probably watching it at some point because they're doing that Batman-Superman crossover. That's right, yeah. Uh, I only saw the ending. That fight was badass, I have to say. And that was the only time I've ever, ever, ever seen a movie or a scene from a movie where I'm like, I want to see this on IMAX in 3D. Mm. It was fucking cool. Uh, yeah, he kills Zod. He just uh, breaks his neck. And uh, it was a kind of fucked situation where... Zod was shooting heat vision at this family, and he, Superman was trying to stop him. He, like, held him by the head, like, trying to stop him. He said, stop, and Zod was like, never. It broke his neck. And uh, I thought it was badass. I thought that was really cool. Because he didn't have a choice. Like, in this, in this, when this happened, it's like he didn't have a choice. I would say that 
superheroes are stupid and when usually Batman's like countless people die just he's like I gotta put him in jail it's like no sometimes there might be a better solution to that but well, at least he did the cool thing in Batman Begins that piss, that kind of goes against Batman though too and then he does it later like, well, then don't just, complain about it I'm I'm not I'm just saying okay here, here was the problem with this is that he killed him and then that was it I was like, oh, man, like, uh, Nate had told me earlier in the film, like, he wasn't a fighter, like, he didn't want to do this. And uh, and I'm like, oh, man, they can mess with his, like, inner turmoil and, like, how he feels about this and how the public perceives somebody this powerful. He can just, just kill anything. Like, he doesn't, like, bring them to their justice, which is what Superman does. He brings them to police justice and they deal with it. He doesn't. He doesn't interfere with like politics and like stuff like that. He just stops the the bad things and has everyone else deal with it. And then the movie was over, and that kind of pissed me off. Well, <laughs> I, I thought mean, there was much more Zod, you could have done with that. That was his problem, so he dealt it with the, the way that you know his people took care of problems. I guess he kind of could make it up on the spot. It's I, I felt. I just felt like there was some mispotential there, is all. I expected well, him... It was surprising in a good way. I just thought it would go somewhere. I thought he would just throw him in the Phantom Zone, because that's usually what they do with, <laughs> with Superman. You said I you were just, also going to talk about Gone Home. Oh, I was going to get a YouTube recommendation, that one. Oh, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure, because I'm interested in what you have to say I didn't about forget. it. I like all right. it, but yeah. Super. I've been away... Uh, as far as my soapbox are considered, uh, I just want to bring up Skies of Arcadia real quick again. I was really thrown off. This game has ship battles. Assassin's Creed? <laughs> what? No. Good ones. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it, it's turn-based as well. Everything's amped up. Like, you can do, like, 60 damage, or, you know, sometimes you get a critical hit and do 170 damage. Like, when you're ship battling, 2,000 damage. Oh! You could have just straight out blown every single character you had out of the water in a single ship battle attack. And it's, like, it's really strategic and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, why can't more games be, like, even though this is turn-based and not my jam, I'm enjoying it. So why do so many games try and shoehorn these other mechanics and they're played so differently? Whereas this is kind of like, it's still the same kind of turn-based. You know, you attack, heal, you defend. You have all those kind of things. But it's just a different setting and situation. It's a, different, it's a different setting and some of the rules are a little different. But it still handles, like, exactly the same. You're not in some weird, you know other game taking place in the game you were having fun with. Uh, I think another good example to hearken to something we both enjoy would be uh, the Glitz Pit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mario's like a professional wrestler, but it's still the game. Like, they didn't like, well, here's a tower defense minigame. Like, it's like, no, you're still same shit. If anyone's wondering what that is, that's uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Assassin's Creed respectively <laughs> yeah yeah you don't you don't tower defense all of a sudden you're just still playing mario you aren't finding monsters in a dungeon anymore you are going out there to fight monsters to fight guys in a wrestling arena 
to climb your way up the ranks. Yeah. It's different, but man? still the same. The mechanics are still the same, even though the entire chapter has this, you know, difference to it. It's much different. And that's and, cool. Mm-hmm. And Skies of Arcadia, the it's refreshing. ship battles, the ship battles, you're still running a turn-based RPG, you still got all this, but it's like you, you, you run three different turns in the same turn. Like, you write, you have to plan for three turns of efe- of events going on. Like, each character in your party does something. And so you're ba- so it's kind of the same in that, you know, you always choose the three people in your party before it goes into the round. Mm-hmm. But in this, like, each person's stuff is its own round because you all are part of a single entity on the ship. So it's a kind of narrative dissonance yet gameplay similarity. Right. It's actually really cool. I, I'm enjoying it. Hmm. I hear that it gets crazier and crazier as the game goes on. As yeah. you upgrade your ship with different things. But yeah, it's just like, my soap axe is... You know, why are we doing... <laughs> my sap axe. <laughs> it basically is, why could we do things right back then and yet do it so wrong now? Ship battles. Ship battles. That's right. I like how our how we always brought up. This is how you do it right, and this is how Assassin's Creed did it wrong. <laughs> oh, every situation, yeah. yeah. I booted up Assassin's Creed Four. Like I said, I'll talk more about it when I get more into it. But I started it, and it's a ship battle, and I'm like, I want to stab things. This sucks. Like first, like ten minutes, I was pissed off. The ship controlling is so much better than it was in three, though. It it's was, but so it should much not better. be a thing in that game. It should not be a thing, but games like Sly 3 are an example of ship battles done wrong. I'm sorry, Doba and Ben, but you know that part was shit with ship battles in Sly 3. Uh, Darker Eye in the chat says, Octodad, Dadliest Catch. I thought that was out for a while on another platform. And usually we don't like repeat when it's on another platform, but yeah, it was on PS4 uh, yesterday, so... You're an octopus and you're a dad, but yep. nobody knows, even though it's totally obvious. Yes. It's like Roger the alien and American Dad. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, let's wrap the show up with our YouTube video recommendations. Yep. And Super, what video do you have to recommend the for us? The best Zelda rap ever. It's dangerous uh, to go it's alone. It's dangerous it to go is. alone. Got its music video. Yes, I downloaded. The EX Alpha album, which includes the original album and the Rap Along album. And it was yeah. worth it. It was worth it. 13 bucks? The, yes. I have the signed copy. Ooh, uh, special. Because I'm fucking diehard as shit. <laughs> you are. That is, that is Starbomb, the Ego Raptor and Ninja Sex Party collab. Real quick, what's your guys' favorite song? Is that your super? Uh, mine is probably still Luigi's Ballad. Oh, yeah. Luigi's Ballad is a good one. I like the tune of uh, the Pokemon one. I do, too. Right. I, like, I, like... Really tried. Like, I think, as far as pure enjoyment goes, I really like uh, the Castlevania one. That, I was going to say, my, I think my favorite one is Crashervania, the Castlevania one. But as far as the tune and everything, I think... Uh, I choose you to die, the Pokemon one. 
That one is really good. Uh, my favorite is the Street Fighter one. That's a good one, too. I that really like uh, the second yeah. part of Ryu rapping. Like, Ego Raptor rhymes these fucking five big words. Yeah, that is fucking crazy. I think they said they did that one take. Or not one oh, oh, not oh, one take, but he did like edit that. While you guys brought up Ego Raptor's rapping, it's improved. Go watch Fat Refund. Oh, okay. What is that? Fat Refund? Uh, it's recent. It just came out. I don't know how easily you can find it because I had some difficulty finding it earlier. Um, yeah, Stampers. But, like... Tap, no, try to look. Just type fat refund. It's the first thing. I'm looking for the non-somewhat clean version. The if you can find the non-somewhat clean version, I think it, it's easier to find to find now than it was a couple days ago. But uh, fat refund, go go watch that. Yeah. Because Eagle Raptors rapping has gotten better. Oh yeah. God damn it, old man! <laughs> God damn it, old man! Uh, Tony, Gone uh, Home, I'm guessing. Gone Home. Game Grumps version, though. No. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, it would be. It was a really... Have, have you talked about this before on the show? Yes. Uh, I played it, was, it. It was my plane. Uh, it, it was a really good little watch. Uh, well, here's the thing with that, too, is it's so engrossing and so, like, captivating. Uh, me and Nate were like, uh, Nate was like, uh, we should watch this game called Gone Home. And I'm like, all right. And uh, we started it, and he's like, "We'll probably just flip through it a bit," and we just fucking watched something. No, like it's, it's like a two to three hour game. It's definitely they have a, the developers were originally on the Bioshock team, so they were all about narrative storytelling by finding things in the environment and having the story be told that way, which is very Bioshock, something that that game originally did, but a different environment a different protagonist, a different setting. and uh, Which is an experience that you can only do with a video game. Absolutely. What's the, really uh, cool. Who did the playthrough for Gone Home? I'll, I'll send you the direct link in the, okay. in the outline. Because, oh my god, it's hard finding shit like that with no commentary. And like now, the video I found was like no commentary. Oh, I'm like, Thank oh that's you. the best. Like, I, we saw a, uh, my brother and I, we saw a Let's Play for Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. Because we were like, that ending is fantastic. We want to see that ending a game again. And we saw this uh, this Let's Player. I can't even remember his name. But he was the kind, like, I know some people say, like Chugga Conroy, but he's the kind that, like, every single line, he wanted to make a joke, and they were terrible. And then he wanted to voice act every line, and that was fucking awful. And it's just like, can people, like, stop doing Let's Plays like that? Chugga's gotten better. Uh, yeah. He just played Kid Icarus, and I think he just shuts up during the dialogue, and he comes back, and he's like, okay, now we're flying around. He's a really good walkthrough, like, dude. Mm. Like, I really like yeah. Chugga. Yeah, I mean, like, I know when I've you know, seen I, I play games on stream, like, I'll make certain remarks here and there, but otherwise, like, watch the game. Like, you don't need me to tell some, you know, dumb joke, so why are you? <laughs> I don't know. Man, but if you... If you can play Gone Home, highly recommend it. If you'd rather watch it, it's still not a bad like watch. And the watch oh, I did, absolutely. like she she found like everything I think pretty yeah. much. Oh, I think yeah. there's one or two little 
there's some weird Easter eggs in that game too. Yes, I think. Yes, there are. Did you have this like feeling of tension the whole fucking time? Too? Yeah. Oh, at the ending, you expected it to go terribly wrong, and that's like not not going to spoil, but they subverted it in a very interesting way. And it's it's still good. Like I didn't like feel ripped off or anything by oh, it. Oh no, oh no. It, it's funny to me, and everyone I've talked to is like, oh my god, I'm so fucking tense that whole game, and then yeah. doesn't amount to anything tense. It's just really like afterwards, I'm like. That was fucking captivating and cool as shit. And it's there's a, nothing else like it. I want more like that, like, right now. Like, there should be 80 games like that, and there's not. And I want to play Beyond for that reason, because that's kind of just movie the game kind of shit. Yeah, it's not exactly the it's same. Not, but it's not, but... There are people who voted Gone Home their game of the year last year, and it's for good reason. It's a very good experience. Do check it out, whether or not you play it or decide to watch it through Tony's link. That we'll have in our show notes. My YouTube video, it's it's no surprise and it's no secret that I love last E3's trailer of Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. Like, the 10-minute long, red band, full-blown trailer. Oh, I gotta get that. That music and, oh my goodness, everything about it. One of my favorite trailers, if I had to do, like, a top 10, it's easing the top half. Someone... And, you know, some people who live in Japan, they went and recreated the whole thing. And it's not perfectly shot for shot, but it's impressive enough. But they recreated it using Grand Theft Auto V. And the link I'll provide in our show notes and on our outline here is a video that includes the side-by-side with the original and the Grand Theft Auto V version. It not only shows you how impressive the Fox engine really is, but just the work that they went through to recreate that trailer in the limitations that they had. And not necessarily limitations. I mean, Grand Theft Auto V's engine can do a lot. A mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. But what they could do with those tools and still recreate that with the cameras and what they could do with the characters. and it Really impressive. Do give it a watch and... My goodness, I love that original trailer. Did you ever see that uh, video online where it's like somebody recreated Toy Story with the toys in real yeah. life? Yeah, oh man. I, I, that may still be downloaded to my computer. That's fucking awesome. It's, it's great. It's great. You gotta love when fans do things like that. It's insane. Anything else you guys want to bring up before we wrap things up for this week? Damn you, Kiefer. <laughs> That's appropriate. It's- I still really want to play a game. Those uh, analysis guys I showed you that did like two and three. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they did a like a twenty minute video about uh, five, and I'm like, shit, I can't I gotta watch, watch it. it. I gotta watch that now. I really am interested in the content in the game, but Kiefer kind of pissed me off, and I still gotta do Peace Walker. You gotta do Peace Walker before you do Ground Zeroes. That's that's like a must. Mm-hmm. Whether it's and I, I personally, I watched the the three hour movie cut of it, and I got the whole sense of it so if you don't like playing it you, but you gotta, you gotta I think get, I tried and I was like no yeah you gotta get the story it's a three hour movie cut I at least recommend that if that's yeah. all you wanna do cause it's good it's a good edit it's, I will do that I will yep super anything from you or is there a Rob Joe he's dead I think he's dead Super's dead. We'll have a new co-host next time. Uh, with <laughs> this that. laptop kind of sucks sometimes. 
Oh, we revived him last minute. That slap chop? What? Slap chop? No. Hi, it's Vince with slap chop. No, I've got nothing else to say. Okay. (laughs) You made that very clear, actually, before you talked. Slappity do. With that, I am Yoko. I'm Super Joe. I'm Tony. All right, we're out. We'll see ya. Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other sminjas at the friendliest community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. Show me your news! So Stephen Colbert... Oh, yeah, that's On the Late thing. Show, that's a thing. It's not video game related, but it's a thing. It certainly is. What do you think about um, it? About time. Yeah. That means the Colbert Report's going to be gone. That's kind of sad. It is sad. It is. But the way I see it, like, when he's on Comedy Central following The Daily Show, as long as The Daily Show's there, like, he's not going to be top billing. And if he's like you know a friend and admirer, and he, he has history with uh, Letterman and the Late Show, like he tried to you know, intern there and all that, so there's history and all that. If he's ever going to make that kind of move to something bigger, now's the time. Yeah. So, no, I, I think it makes sense. It's unfortunate you lose one of the best satirical shows on TV that, unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand. Uh. <laughs> Some people don't realize it's, you know, satirical. Yeah, yeah, they take it all at face value and think that he's just he's just a jerk. Why, why did they choose that for late night? Like he's he's brilliant. I mean, he's been keeping up that character with you breaks for so long. Uh, he's fantastic. It's gonna make me watch the Late Show because I never watch Letterman. Why would I watch Letterman? We CBS s- is like an old time network. So uh, what what does CBS have? I can't um, think anything either. Well, as far as late night after... I just mean like shows. Oh, well, they used to have How I Met Your Mother. They're getting a bad teacher pilot tonight for a TV show based off of the premise of the movie with Cameron Diaz and Jason Siegel. It's just like, that's a thing? Why? Why is that a thing? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, you got to enjoy the last bit of the... The rapport while it's still a thing.